0: What's going on, family? Happy Friday, TGIF, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB, Gerard Bonner, and I hope you are doing well. It has been quite the week in our world, and to be completely transparent, I'm really glad that we have the world of pro wrestling to provide as a solid distraction form of entertainment something for us to dig into, and I hope that what we're providing to you does that as well it's a cold cruel world at least we can jump into the world of pro wrestling for a few minutes to kind of give us a good distraction and a good break from some of the craziness in our world with that said thank you so much for your continued support of what we're doing by way of social media instagram facebook and twitter at the faction show Definitely appreciate you doing that Also appreciate all of you who check out our podcast That's you That's right, I'm I'm talking to you Thank you so much for your support For listening to our podcast For downloading it For sharing it with your friends For having discussions We really, really appreciate it If you've not already done so Go ahead and rate and leave a comment Wherever you're listening to us And if you're not subscribed Or you're brand new Welcome to the faction Click that subscribe button And you'll get notifications as soon as our new episodes drop With that said, we've got a lot to dig into As we look at the first week post-Wednesday Night War So both NXT and AEW, of course, aired unopposed Relatively speaking, of course NXT aired on Tuesday night AEW aired on Wednesday night And the question would be How would this impact the ratings for both shows? Well, for NXT, they drew in 805,000 viewers in their post-WrestleMania show, which is up from last week's 768,000 viewers. So it's a gain of nearly 40,000 viewers from last week to this week. And when you consider last week was an NXT TakeOver, NXT TakeOver Stand and deliver. That means this was a pretty significant moment for NXT. This time last year, they actually drew in 692,000 viewers. So this is the kind of thing that you want to see, which proves why USA moved NXT to Tuesday night. On the flip side, looking at AEW, who had a taped show this week, it wasn't live, they drew in 1.219 million viewers, which is almost double last week's viewers, where they brought in 688,000 viewers. It's a record-breaking night for AEW Dynamite as they completely smash their previous ratings record, which was back in September of 2020 when they pulled in 1.016 million viewers. So for everybody who's asking the question, was this a good move, the answer was clearly yes. And the bottom line is this, the more eyes you have on the product, the better. But splitting the pro wrestling fan base right now was not working for either NXT or AEW. And as we're seeing now, people are tuning in to both shows in much larger numbers. So, congratulations to both AEW and NXT. I thought they put on really solid shows. I will go on record and say this AEW grabbing Mike Tyson is a mistake. And here's why it's a mistake. First of all, Mike Tyson was hot in the 90s, particularly coming off of the bad boy run that he had as a boxer, having the whole situation that happened with Evander Holyfield. And at that time, Tyson was a bad boy and was kind of exiled from boxing so you want the bad boy in during the attitude era when it was all about the bad bad boys and you had him against of course the top face in the company being stone cold steve austin that was a dream austin tyson tyson austin i'm reminded of the amazing call that jr made during the tyson austin austin tyson like great moments you can't recreate that in AEW and I expected AEW's fingers to be more on the pulse of what makes sense right now. This move of Shaq a few weeks ago, the move of Mike Tyson, it says that they're not in touch when it comes to the celebrity appearances. So that's surprising to me, but hopefully they will learn from that. Now I don't know that this week's show will help them in terms of learning based on the ratings, but if you watch the show We don't need Mike Tyson in interview segments. We don't need Mike Tyson to talk. It is not a good look. It doesn't feel genuine. It doesn't feel authentic. And it's not a good look for the overall AEW product. With that said, congratulations to Dynamite. 1.219 million viewers is significant. And let's put it into context, right? We're talking about getting close to raw numbers. Now, yes, raw numbers are about five to 600,000 viewers away, but that's a significant thing. Monday nights, a solid night for raw, as we know, but for AEW to really start approaching that, That's a big deal. So congratulations to AEW, congratulations to NXT. I genuinely believe that both are creating products that will afford the opportunity for additional eyes to show up and then people will make their decision which brand of pro wrestling they really enjoy. Speaking of AEW, coming up very soon, as a matter of fact, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, April the 25th, is the new pay-per-view from Impact called Rebellion. And to be honest, the momentum behind this has really kind of waned since its initial announcement where it would be Kenny Omega, the AEW world champion, battling the Impact world champion Rich Swan, in a title for title clash. Now, when this was first announced, it was a big deal. However, the fire from it has really kind of dwindled, and part of the reason why is you cannot have an invasion or a battle of of this magnitude. Well, really, it can't be a magnitude if you don't have an equal playing field on both sides. Meaning this, I don't believe that Impact Wrestling has talent that really can combat with AEW's talent. Couple that with the fact that AEW isn't even promoting this pay-per-view. AEW has not talked about Impact Wrestling. They've not talked about Impact's pay-per-view. They've not talked about this title for title situation where conceivably a non-AEW contracted wrestler could win its biggest prize. They haven't even talked about it. So if they haven't talked about it, is it really that big of a deal? And here's the bigger thing. If the biggest news you can make about it is the return of Mauro Ranallo to call that match, that's also telling. Now you know me, I'm a monster fan of Mauro Ranallo, and the idea that he's going to be back calling pro wrestling, even if it's 4-1 match, is significant. However, and comma, if that's the best that Impact can do, to make this something worth seeing, I don't know that it's really worth seeing. Is Mauro Ronaldo on commentary enough for you to shell out however much money you need to shell out for Impact Wrestling's pay-per-view? I'd love for you to answer that for us in our chat spaces on Facebook or on Instagram. Leave a comment and let us know, are you going to check out this Impact pay-per-view between Kenny Omega and Rich Swan now that Mauro Ronaldo will be calling the action? Interesting stuff, to say the least. Speaking of Impact, we have to shout out Jazz. Jazz has officially retired from pro wrestling after an incredible career, over 20 years, spending time in ECW, WWE, the NWA, and ending her time in Impact Wrestling. She was a women's champion pretty much everywhere she went. Of course, ECW did not have a women's championship But there's so much history connected to Jazz. Jazz with one of the longest title reigns, certainly in modern history, as she spent over 900 days as the NWA Women's World Champion. She was never defeated for that title. She relinquished it due to illness. And then she came back, of course, for impact, did some incredible things. And I mentioned this on yesterday's episode of Faction Hot Takes, but Jazz has a special place in wrestling history as she was the first African-American woman to defend the WWE Women's Championship against another African-American woman. It happened in April of 2002 on Sunday Night Heat as Jazz battled Jacqueline in defense of the WWE Women's Championship. We didn't see a melanin-infused pairing like that again until what we saw this past Saturday night at WrestleMania. So nearly 20 years Years that's significant so jazz is a trailblazer jazz was the first african-american woman to walk into a wrestlemania as a women's champion significant again so yeah Congratulations to her on an incredible career. I do hope that she's being considered for the WWE Hall of Fame because she is a history maker. Congratulations again to Jazz on her amazing career. So, as it happened, and as many of us as wrestling fans may have forgotten, shortly after WrestleMania comes the WrestleMania releases, which just is never a good moment for wwe last year it happened on april the 15th shortly after uh, the first wrestlemania without fans this year it happens on april the 15th after the first wwe event in over a year with fans and wwe released quite a few folks we mentioned it on our instagram but it's worth repeating at this point as wwe released 10 wrestlers from their contracts, including Wesley Blake, Mojo Raleigh, Bo Dallas, Kalisto, Tucker, Chelsea Green, Mickie James, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, and Samoa Joe. Some of these releases are shocking and some of them are not. For instance, we've not seen Bo Dallas on TV in quite some time, Mojo Rawley on TV for quite some time. Kalisto hasn't really been used very much since the breakup of Lucha House Party. And again, they primarily were relegated to 205 Live or some occasional appearances on Raw. Chelsea Green only had one match on SmackDown, and in that match, she broke her wrist. But it's these other releases that are interesting. Right? So, Wesley Blake being released, I don't know that we're necessarily uh, losing our minds over that. He was one of the forgotten sons. And I don't know if you knew this either. But one of the other Forgotten Sons was released, and released rather quietly, as Steve Cutler, who was part of the Forgotten Sons, was released in February, reportedly after he and his girlfriend, the current Impact superstar, Diana Purrazzo, tested positive for COVID-19 following a New Year's Eve party. Now, I'll get into the other piece of this in a second, I promise. So there's that. But Mickey James who just was co hosting a watch along for WrestleMania this past Saturday night? That's a crazy move. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. We have to acknowledge that breaking up the former women's tag team champions was a mistake, a massive mistake that has to be, of course, laid at the feet of Vince McMahon. Neither of them were the types of wrestlers that were prepared for singles runs. Peyton Royce just cut a scathing promo on raw after talk just a couple of weeks ago that had the internet buzzing billy Kay was involved in wrestlemania in the tag team turmoil match which just goes to show that if you work wrestlemania you're not guaranteed a job afterwards then samoa joe which of course has all of the internet talking. Samoa Joe called WrestleMania in the rain, wore a poncho for WWE, dare I say, put his life and limbs on the line. Now he hasn't wrestled since February of 2020, where the irony of this isn't lost on me either. He got a concussion while filming a commercial for WWE. How crazy is that? So if you don't think he's a talent that can perform, even though he's been working towards performing, his work on commentary has been stellar. It's been amazing. And I'll go so far as to say this. WWE released a press release when they announced the addition of Adnan Verk, the new lead commentator on Monday Night Raw. And they said that Samoa Joe is still a part of the talent roster. That was Monday. And then all of a sudden, he's released. Now, as much as we don't like it, this is what WWE does. Now, what's equally concerning is that WWE cited budget cuts for the reasons for these releases. Now, maybe I don't know enough about WWE. And maybe, you know, I don't deal in enough money. But when you have signed three billion-dollar deals, three separate billion-dollar deals. In less than two full years, I have a hard time believing that there is a need for budget cuts. Remember this time last year when they did it, they also announced all of this cash on hand that they had. They then followed it with having the biggest financial quarter that they've ever had which is wildly insensitive when you have at that point fired 20 to 30 wrestlers should some of these people have been let go possibly if they're not being utilized but some of these moves don't make sense and none of them should be attributed to quote unquote budget cuts it's a bad move wwe and i think it's even worse considering this They just got, I thought, great cachet coming out of their first WrestleMania welcoming fans back. People were still buzzing about all that happened at WrestleMania. And now this is the move. So with that said, I just bring you the news and some opinions connected to it. I want to get your thoughts on these releases from WWE. Most of you have been pretty vocal on our social media space about Samoa Joe. Do you believe others should have had the same fate or not? Let us know by way of social media. Of course, tonight is SmackDown Live, and it'll be very interesting to see what happens for Bianca Belair, Roman Reigns, and everybody else connected to SmackDown. Apollo Cruz, the new Intercontinental Champion. All of that will be interesting to watch, although I think some of us may watch it. A little jaded after this news, of course, of all of these releases. I'm curious to see who will be calling the action alongside Michael Cole. No announcement has been made about that. Will Corey Graves do double duty again, as he once did, calling both Raw and SmackDown? Who will be the man or woman in the seat next to Michael Cole? We'll find out tonight on Fox. One more reminder, SHW26 from Southern Honor Wrestling is now available on IWTV. You can go ahead and check that out. Check out the latest that's been going on with Southern Honor Wrestling. I, of course, along with my broadcast partner, Brandon Benefield, are in the commentary booth calling the action, including two very historic moments and matches as AEW talent Lee Johnson and the captain Sean Dean wrestle their final matches on the independent circuit, and they do it with us at Southern Honor honor we get the privilege of calling that match you can check that out again at independent if you're new to IWTV, simply use the promo code SHW and you can get your first five days for free also speaking of SHW on our podcast premiering this evening we'll be talking to the real mean girl Danny Jordan who makes her triumphant return to SHW on our next show on May the 7th SHW 27 be on the lookout for that conversation all right we're going to get out of here thank you again for your continued support of all things connected to the faction have an incredible weekend please be safe my friends there's a lot of craziness in the world so i want you to be safe be sound let us know what you're thinking and we look forward to connecting with you again soon until next time family see me and gb gerard bonner representing for my good brothers courtney beard brandon clack and the fourth horseman john murray collectively were known as the faction have a great day